This episode of Bear Questions, Not Bear Questions is sponsored by Nature Calls, Crime Answers. Bear questions, but bear questions, but 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 no bear questions, because it's bear questions, not bear questions. We only answer bear questions. Hi, thanks for listening to Bear Questions, Not Bear Questions, episode one, part two. Oh, fancy. I'm your host, Kit Sullivan, and on this podcast, we'll answer any questions sent in to us by you, the listener. We'll answer anything, like, where do we dribble? To uh, <laughs> Why do we dribble? Not where do you dribble? On a pillow or on a football pitch or basketball court, I guess. So, why do we dribble? Not sure. Or, will this guy's balls ever drop? We're not sure of that either. All you have to do is send in your thoughts to bearquestions at gmail.com. That's bear, B-A-R-E, as in the cupboards were bare. Not bear as in the animal, because no one has cupboards made out of bears. So bearquestions at gmail.com. Phew, we got there. There are just two stipulations, though, before you send in your query. One, we don't now and never will answer anything bear-related, unless you're talking about cupboards bear, not animal bear. We covered that. Stop talking about cupboards, Kit. Two, don't ask completely wrong, insane things like, where does the best Hawaiian pizza come from? You shouldn't be putting fruit on your pizza, you sick, sick individual. Apart from that, you're all good. Fill your boots. So lastly, let me introduce the other peeps on the pod. Peeps on the pod. There's myself, Kit. Hello, we already met. How are you? Good. Yeah, okay, great. Now, I would usually introduce my other cohorts on this journey of uh, stuff. West Ham Flex, but we ran over in episode one, so it's just me. Just me. I'm so lonely! Bear questions, but bear questions. Okay, finally time for the questions. At last. Back with Flex and West, though, thank God. So now, here's the questions. Oh, and I will be using Fenton the dog again in between the questions, but I will change it next week. All right, I promise. All right. All right, cheers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Question. Would you rather be able to hold your breath forever or have fingernails made of crystal? Well, I think the problem with being able to hold your breath forever be useful, but how would you ever be able to prove it to anyone? That what? That what? That you can hold your breath forever. Think about what you're saying. Flex. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could you could go underwater for a long time. Yeah. But no one's ever going to believe it's forever. Why be not? Bored of waiting. Well, guess what? If you lay there for an hour, what do you think? <laughs> I reckon they'd think that you're cheating. It'd be like David Blaine in a box over London. Like this guy. You could, you, this guy's got some food you, up there somewhere. You could do that thing though. You could get him when people do that thing where they pinch your nose and your mouth together. Maybe. And they scrunch your face up so you like you can't breathe. Because I think that, like, it'd be handy to be able to hold your breath forever. But would you be able to make any money out of it? Whereas if you've got crystal fingernails, you could grow that and sell it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Like, are these, are these nails growing? Because if you do clip them off, that's a touch. Mm. But if you've only got their, their crystal now, and then they start growing, and then, oh, I haven't got any crystals anymore. If you chip a nail, you're going to be pissed. But some, yeah. someone's going to want to chop your fingers off. <laughs> there is that as a risk. Yeah, you're gonna have to wear gloves all the time. Yeah, it's true. And you'd have to polish. And you'd have to polish them. That, what do you that, do with that, being to hold your breath for that for forever though? What 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 could you use use that for? Be in the circus. You could, yeah, you could be in the circus. You could go just right. I'm going into the sea now, and I'm just gonna see what I can <laughs> find for like 
three hours yeah. and they just walk out. <laughs> Imagine someone walking out the seas being like, all right, I just picked up this. Oh, what'd you get? Oh, just some uh, some uh, crystal fingernail clippings found <laughs> at the bottom of the sea. But you mean, you, you, it, if that was your thing, though, you'd have an increased chance of getting the bends. If you could hold your breath and had crystal fingernails, you could probably, you know, dive down, scrape up some some treasure with your crystal fingernails. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my Straight, fingernails yeah. do that anyway, mate. All, all those, yeah, all those pirate treasure boxes at the bottom of the sea that are normally quite easy yeah. to find. Yeah, but you you got enough time. That's true. Hold your breath forever. But you, you'd eventually get so ring. I mean, the, there is a time limit to how long you can be underwater as a human. We're not fish. You just shrivel up like a, wonder- like a prune. You would come out wrinkly, wouldn't you? <laughs> New levels of wrinkle. I would. So we don't, we tend to not answer these questions. I think I would rather. I'd, I have no interest in crystal fingers. I think it. I think it looks too showy. I think people are going to try and chop your fingers off. I don't want to wear gloves all the time. I like gardening. They're very impractical. I would, and I would like to be able to hold my breath for a long time. They're not impractical, mate. Flex just said they're very useful at, at dragging things. Yeah, yeah. And when, finding treasure. Yeah, when I'm yeah. When, often, <laughs> I also have no interest in scaling the bottom of the of the Earth's oceans. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be hold your breath forever. I think are we agreed on that, Flex. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going crystal fingernails. I think he doesn't want to be. A, <laughs> doesn't want to be a. Cir- he doesn't, doesn't want to be a circus freak. What's the hardest sport to be world champion slash the best in the world at? And what's the easiest? Wow, that's a good question. Um, Westo, do you want to take this one? You're, you're into your sports. The thing is, we can just cut this massive pause out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. That's a good question. Wow. Um wow. Um that's a good wow. That's a good question. That's a good question. Question 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 question. Okay, so the hardest and the easiest. Yeah. In many ways, this is probably gonna sound counterintuitive, but the hundred meters is I know you've probably not probably, you've definitely got to be very good, but basically you've just got to run really fast yeah that's it there's no there's no equipment you know at school you got those quick kids it's just like that's <laughs> oh, it yeah the old quick kids yeah 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 he always got, i reckon the 100 meters in a weird way is the easiest hardest that one where they're on skis like cross country skiing skiing <laughs> cross country skiing like and they have to do the shooting as well do you know the one where they, they ski around on. with a gun on their shoulder? The, the, like, how paranoid are you? I know. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. In what, what hey, are, wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what are they are, shooting? I thought they were shooting targets. They're not shooting people trying to get them off the course, are they? But that, that's what I, that's, I, I assume most sports are born out of something happening. There's a referee trying to stop Jones you know, like, like, like the run. Prob- oh, and he's down. Javelin was probably born neck. out of, of, of hunting. So... People on skis are in a snow conditions are going to be faster than anybody. But just in case someone still catches them who's running with normal shoes, <laughs> they can turn around and shoot them in the face. It would be great if they could shoot each other. Now that would be... I'd watch that. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. 
It'd be like, but do you start them all together? Do you start from different points and then you just have different a meeting? Points. Yeah, like yeah. paintball. Different points. No. Maybe ma- like basically take like out real paintball with real guns. Yeah, take out an entire ski run. Take it like block it all out. Have them all start from different runs. Like some are on the blue runs, some on the red runs, and then they've just got to find each other, and it's just battle royale, and they can collect each other's weapons, extra points for a melee. So imagine if, um, so imagine it's like a circle, so like a reverse mountain into the ground, right? <laughs> and then everyone starts from a different angle, and they like spiral, gradually getting closer, and they just go down and down, closer and closer. And then obviously everyone's getting shot, and then now at the bottom, it like launches them into a into a long into a long ski jump. So you've just got bodies falling out the bottom, just flying. Off of this ski jump, while the others are spinning around shooting at each other, but that's where the crowd is as well, because obviously you want Definitely to be there for the big turn, like Formula One. So that's where all the crowd are. So it's like, oh, that's another one down, and then uh, you know, audience are getting shot as well. They're all they're throwing grenades in as well. They get given like weapons. grenades. Yeah, they get given weapons as well. That's so too like, easy. So like, if one falls off their skis for a minute, then you have to get up as quick as possible because one of the crowd will like come and try and garrot them or something. <laughs> so, or you could you could combine the sports. You know the one where they go down the big slope and just jump up in the air, which is yeah. itself insane. Just you can combine that with the clay pigeon shooters. So whilst you're up in the air, people like the clay pigeon shooters can just be trying to shoot you. Oh, that's good. What about if you take away the gun? And then they still do the the jump, but what they do, they release the pigeons at the same time, and then it just becomes pigeon punching, and they just have to punch as many pigeons in the air, and then they like land, and they're covered in feathers, and there's like four birds on the ground. It's like he's killed four. He's got a distance of fifty five meters. That's fantastic. What what would this sport be called? Because I'm I'm in again. This is great. This needs to happen. <laughs> when you say you're in, as in you're going to compete or you're going to watch. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna organise it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Barry Hearn of the sort of yeah. like skiing pigeon punching human shooting world. Yeah, ski punch it. pigeon punching. hole. Ski, ski punch pigeon fly. It, it needs to have a like a really nice sounding name so people will join. Maybe take punch this, out then. This... Ski okay. Ski pigeon. No. Oh, it should be. Sky ski pigeon. Ski. Just called, let's call it ski pigeon. <laughs> ski pigeon sky hand greet. Ski this, pigeon sky meat hand greet. This event will be heavily protested. Yeah, it's going to annoy a few people. I think. What? What do? You, what do? You, if you, Have you got any other recommendations or for what is the easiest sport? See, I'm, I, I see where you went with 100 metres. That was, that's an interesting take. I'm wondering, though, but obviously, you know, to be like world-class 100 metres sprinter is pretty special. I'm wondering what sport you could realistically take to a world-class level the easiest with zero initial skill or talent. That's a great question. That's a tough one, isn't it? It's going to be something... Because people, mm. people will slander darts. If we have any, any international listeners, which is very unlikely, or any listeners... People lament darts, but if you try to play darts with the consistency, that's a difficult sport. Not physically, because m- traditionally they, they tend to be drunkards, mm. but that's a difficult sport. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like a specific skill. Yes. So yeah. Speed walking. Speed walking. Yeah, speed walking. I've never understood but that. You're, you, 
You've got to be born with like bionic hips. Yeah. I don't think you can be like you 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 can't have a normal body to do that to that event. It's insane. But do they so in their off season? Do they they must walk like that all the time for the practice to work and stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> what to their day job? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think so they've got I'm, day jobs. Just in a suit. Definitely, they're probably postmen. Just speeding around. I mean, that's a great... Just giving it the old elbows. It's a great complimentary job to have as a speedwalker, to be fair. I mean, if my postman was bowling down the street like a speedwalker, I'd think, respect. He's delivering that stuff yeah. pretty quick. You'd tip him very heavily, wouldn't you? Yeah. What would you give him? New hips. Because <laughs> they're going to be worn out by the time you... <laughs> I can't imagine any person that does that sport doesn't have their hip replacements by their early 40s. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But Flex, what would you tip him? You can't give him money. Um, well, it's not going to be a compliment because I'm not really good at that. Um, <laughs> I, I, You'd invite him in for a meal? No, I don't want to give my food away either. Um, I don't know, really. I mean, I'm not really good when it comes to tipping unless it's raw, hard cash. Um, or maybe just, just give him a just high give five. Just cash then. I've got a, uh, a different slant on that question as well because I always find that the Olympics and things like that Although great they are, they're going way too long. Yeah. So I'm thinking we combine lots of sports at the same time. So it's like track and field. Yeah, let's do track and field, but all at the same time. So everyone is hammer throwing, javelin, jumping, running. If anything, it should be the track trying to get away from the field. And then whichever country has the most people left at the end of the day, you win. You could open up the like the jab the people do the javelin they could step forward twenty meters so when they throw the javelin it it, it combines with the four hundred meters. That's good. So you're taking the corner the op- and suddenly you get you got dodgy javelin. The, the opening ceremony should be more more competitive. It should be like the beginning of three hundred. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's like running in, javelins are going in the air. There's hammers everywhere as well. Shot puts. What for the opening ceremony? Yeah, yeah. The guy who does the gun of the races. He's just got two guns, just shooting. <laughs> or the or the guy with the gun instead's got like a, a flamethrower. Was <laughs> that well, so they have to hit a certain speed? How excited would the hundred meters be? <laughs> like as they begin, they've got to run through the flames. And how dramatic would it be to watch it from the end, looking at them on the starting blocks, and then they all start sprinting, and then you just see the the flame hit the canister, and it just starts burning up the track behind them. Just the fear in their eyes as they're sprinting in slow motion. I think what we've established with with um, with Ski Pigeon and Danger Olympics is that everything would be better with a bit more danger. Do you know what I mean? Bit more danger, bit more, bit more speed. That's all I want. Bit more speed to it. Yeah, it's like boxing. It, go, it, it goes twelve rounds, right? And then it's and then it's points. Mm. I think I don't think there should be a limit on rounds. It needs to end properly. So maybe <laughs> maybe by round twelve, that's when <laughs> weapons are introduced, <laughs> and you've got to make a tactical decision as to whether it's worth taking off your gloves to grab like the spanner on the ground. Oh, because it's going to take time to take the gloves off. Exactly. The other guy's going to try to punch you in the head. You're trying to get gloves off with your teeth. Do you go for it or not? Do you know what I mean? If you've you've got a standard toolbox, what tool would you go for in that circumstance? Um, Hammer's good, right? 
hammer's solid because you've got a sharp end and a blunt front. I like the wrench just because it's got a good look. Screwdriver's always good. That's but, good. I mean, do we start off with a toolbox or is it going to be a case that sort of 12th round it goes ding, ding, and then they both turn, they start at their corners and then, like, the ref pulls out a pen knife and puts it on the floor <laughs> and then each round it starts no, 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 more blades. and more. That's too much. I mean, okay. this is all too much. Just to be clear, I don't, I can, don't condone any of this. I'm feeling a little bit nauseous. Yeah. I mean, okay. All right. It has to be not a pen knife. It, it puts a, down like. Yeah, go on. Minor weapon first, I'd say. Yeah, minor like a really hardened loaf of bread, something like that. Mm. Something you can you can you can either use to nourish or club the other person with. Maybe just a pair of keys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Keys is quite nasty. <laughs> it is a little bit, but again, there's the there's is it worth it? You know, you gotta get the glove off. It's risky, yeah. risky move. Like an animal that you could you have to try and decide whether to just pick up and throw it at the other person or try and mother it, get it to care for you and then protect you. I mean it What's what 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 do you think is harder? To to hammer in a nail so imagine you're wearing boxing gloves, to hammer in a nail mm. wearing the boxing gloves, or to screw in a screw. <laughs> they're both pretty tough to be fair uh, I'm going to go hammer and nail um, I think that's harder than the screwdriver yeah I think so I'm practicing my motion at the, big, at the minute and it's like you can't get any purchase yeah <laughs> but imagine trying to, imagine a tough screw it's just going to keep slipping in the glove well how big's a screw yeah well I mean with a standard Phillips you you got no chance no <laughs> I think you can push it on the palm you can get some purchase on the palm yeah, but it's going to be all sweaty by round 12. I think all of this will hang be on, what? by round 12. So, hang on, hang on. We've changed it. We've changed it so there's, there's no weapons now. So after the 12 rounds of boxing and then the five rounds of weapons, then you have the round of the... You have to have a screw. You have to get the gloves back on and you've got a screw in a screw or it's nail fast. in a nail. And that's the possible. final one. Now for a word from our sponsors. Let's get this out. Oh, we've got a clip. They've sent in a clip, so that's quite handy. Here you go. First there was animals. Then there was people. So to be clear, now there's animals and people. People created crime. And now it's time for the animals to cry back! In a documentary series called Too Shocking for People Who Put Pineapple on Their Pizza, Blankers. Tony Pictures presents Nature Calls <laughs> Crime Answers. Featuring real life stories and reenactments of when animals went wild. Such as the heartbreaking tale of Harold and Sprinkles. Uh, so I got Sprinkles about four years ago, and you know he, he was such a loving hamster. I guess I ignored the signs. So it started out small, you know. He would sit on my hand, and when he left it, I'd notice that my watch was gone, things like that, and change would go missing off the sides around the house but he was such a cheery fellow he, um, his cheeks were always full so I just assumed he was happy I guess 
I, I noticed things really escalated when um, I looked in his cage one day and he'd actually sell a tape together a bank statement of mine that I shredded only a week earlier. And then it just got worse from there. In the following weeks and months I found in his cage he had a, a gold spoked running wheel and also a 45 inch HD television. And before you know it, I was £68,000 in debt. The worst part of it was that, you know, he was my confidant for such a long time. And maybe, you know, let this be a lesson that you, you should never give your bank card details out to anyone, um, regardless if they're a pet or a loved one. And the worst part is, is that my wife and children, they actually stayed with Sprinkles and um, I was the one who moved out and so now I'm alone. Don't buy a hamster. Please, God, just... Just buy a picture of one or draw one or... You know. Also, the incredible story of the Girthy Boys, who accidentally tried to rob a bank, armed with nothing but a pelican. Okay, boys, you know your jobs. Jonesy, you'll look out. Yep. Lenny, you work in the vault. Right. I'm on crowd control. And Nugget, you stay by the motor. Yeah, no problem, I'm on it. Two minutes, in and out, let's move. Everybody freeze, this is a robbery. Anyone moves, you get shot. That's not a gun. Oh shit, I did it again. Boys, run! Run, boys! Where's Nugget? Well, that sounds shit. Back to the podcast. Bear questions, but bear questions. Question. If archaeologists have to dig down to find old stuff, and the further you go, the older the stuff, does that mean the world's getting bigger? <laughs> Somebody asked that question is either really intelligent or totally insane. <laughs> or a mix. I, what a job archaeology is. You can imagine the interview from being an archaeologist. Um, not, not. Not imperative, but do you like digging? <laughs> Why is that? There's a, there's a lot of digging in this job. <laughs> but very slowly and then yeah. dusting. Oh. D- digging and cleaning at the same time. Yeah, that, I, I don't think I'd have the patience, actually, to be an archaeologist. Nah, there's a there's a really funny um, segment that Eddie Izzard does on one of his comedy specials, and he says he ain't got the patience like you, and he said they just have the diggers in there, just get everything up in like fifteen minutes. Just let's go, it, let's go, breaking up the thigh bone of a T Rex. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Imagine I that. Mean, this is this is where the crystal fingernails would come in handy. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> uh. Yeah, they, I mean, they would. But, uh, but that's a different thing. But also, imagine how bad some of those sites smell to so be able to hold your breath. 
and not have the smell in the stench of like sort of <laughs> that's true actually three thousand yeah, year old yeah. bodies that's an extra benefit you could work as a sewage worker hold your breath forever wallop oh yeah get paid tons just going just just li- yeah just, just pu- walking pu- into just mountains of like, shit just, just walking, not even getting changed like, just going no problem can't smell it clumps of poo in your hands like slopping everywhere doesn't matter here's a question going back to the breathing thing if you could hold your breath would you get carbon monoxide poisoning or do you have to breathe it in because if you if because if you yeah. are immune from carbon monoxide poisoning that and, and gas but I guess not because you're not breathing at all, which means that you're not going to be breathing out the carbon um, dioxide to actually mm. do yourself in. Yeah. You keep the same amount in your bod. Bod. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I reckon you might even be able to go into space. Nah. Just hold your breath. Pressure, mate. You still need a spaceship, Flex. Yeah, <laughs> your eyes will be bleeding, <laughs> mate. <laughs> just going to just go out to space, just hang out. You're going to wear a suit? Yeah. No, I can hold my breath. Don't think, I, think, okay. I think those things are mutually exclusive. Right? Yeah, that's on the director's right. cut of Gravity. There's another geezer attached. <laughs> and you just see him and he's just in Bermuda shorts and he's just reading a comic. Confused man who can hold his breath for all of the time. Yeah, and they're, they're think, all panicking. Thinks that he's can... like, cut me, cut me loose. And then, and then, Jeff, what do you think? And he just looks up from his comics like, yeah, whatever. Imagine hold my breath that... forever. <sighs> Imagine though, if you went to swim pool and you just stayed underwater like a hundred lengths how much it would freak people out <laughs> we're just walking along the bottom of the pool <laughs> all day <laughs> but the, the archaeology I mean I, I, I've got quite a sensitive smell in archaeology imagine do you remember, Flex remember Mrs Morton that history, wonderful history teacher we had she had a I remember we're doing unique smell the, not her <laughs> oh okay <laughs> well I don't know maybe she did I didn't get close to her I don't know if you tried to smell her but lots she, of detention. She she had one of those what are those buildings called? Demountable. Yeah. How do they come about for starters? Like, we need some extra room in the school. Let's get a demountable. What's that? Basically like a big permanent caravan. Yeah. So it's, it's like we didn't quite build this school big enough. Oh no. But that's all let's um, get the kids in a big caravan. Just build like rooms on their own. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, Should we heat them? Nah. <laughs> Definitely don't heat them. Absolutely fine. Put them in the UK. It's nice and warm there. Her, her room, to me, smelt like what archaeology smells like. Sort of peat. Okay. Mo- moist. I mean, moist mold. You, I love. I love to see you tell Mrs. What's her name again? Morton. Morton. Wonderful lady. Your room smells like archaeology. <laughs> I mean, what, what a thing to hear. Well, she, your room... History about room Pete. I remember, I remember our first assignment was about Pete Marsh. It's about his, Pete Marsh. Do you remember that? It was about... Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's 20 years ago or something. How... Well, more than that. Um, yeah, this guy that's buried in Pete. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I can remember. Brilliant. Definitely, definitely a good curriculum oh, then. Oh, hold on. Was he called? Was he called Pete? And he's buried in the marshland, or was he called Marsh? I mean, I say I remember. I don't. I remember a demountable. <laughs> do you remember? And... Do you remember what the carpets used to be like in the demountables? All that scratchy, it was horrible. Like, it's like Flex's leg hair. 
just coarse. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Coarse, coarse mats of that sort of square. And it's mats. one of them. If you've got something caught in it, if you've got like a crystal fingernail caught in it, it's like <laughs> ooh, nightmare to get out. Yeah, twist. So we had um, a kid in our class called Ian Varnag's Cock Austin, this Swedish fella. And one day we Hang had on. a, that is a name and a half. Yeah, I know. We had a massive bundle. In, in the middle of the classroom, right? And this is just before just before a lesson. And so everyone gets off because there's noise at the bottom of the bundle. And it's like, Ian. So, oh, fuck. Everyone gets off, gets off, gets off. Ian's lying face down. And it turns out that he's got all of his brace caught into the carpet. And so for the lesson started about five minutes later. And he had to lie face down for about 20 minutes waiting for the janitor to come and like use little scissors to unclip his teeth from the floor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's so good. We we had one lesson with Miss Morton where she she was generally very quite serene and calm and and everyone kind of behaved quite well but we had this one lesson where everyone was just act- in one of these lessons where everyone just acts insane and we had quite a lot of bad kids in our class like badly behaved kids uh not like bad people bad <laughs> badly behaved and <laughs> she she lost it she yelled at the top of her voice for about a minute and it genuinely shocked everybody and then it went totally silent like definitely silent all you could hear was her heavy breathing after kind of this tirade and then you remember the class what? Hang on, hang on, I'm just trying to picture that so she started shouting and then just <sighs> yeah, no, no, no she wasn't a, she wasn't doing like a sound Stinking of a pervert but she just, just... <laughs> I was thinking the other day thinking back about school we, there was a the thing going around our school when if it was your birthday you got a wedgie yeah. until until your until your underwear was torn Basically, that was that was the end game result. So it became like a a whole school event. Uh, we'd we'd find out people's birthdays, and it was like game on Tuesday. It's John's birthday. He's going down, All and right. it got to the point where people were cutting their underwear, like preempting, <laughs> so they had an easy rip. And I remember like you go, everyone would pile in, everyone would grab. A little bit of a little bit of underwear each, all in a big circle round them, like this, like this, this like absolute maw of people. <laughs> like one, two, three, and it's like, and if the rip was too quick, it'd be like, oh, and it'd be like tomorrow you're going down. You just what? You'd be again. You, you get you get a repeat until you get a proper a proper wedgie. Just oh my god, Velcro pants, shouldn't we? Yeah, I mean that was. Can you imagine? Can you imagine an alien coming down and witnessing <laughs> someone getting a wedgie from? 15 human beings <laughs> maybe that's the, that's the that's the that's the two second message <laughs> just someone getting li- <laughs> saying hello and then just getting lifted up by their pants yeah. i was thinking did all the kids have like cut fingers when it was your birthday because of your coarse hair is it like <laughs> cutting all the hands up got, got like Chinese, yeah. Chinese burn off of his skin yeah uh, yeah it was like trying to wedge a cactus to be fair so it's not <laughs> 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 okay, so to finish up, um, I think we covered it quite substantially. But um, if archaeologists have to dig down to find old stuff, and the further you go, the older the stuff, does that mean the world's getting bigger? Westo? I have no idea. Flex? It must be getting bigger, right? There's, there's, there's extra stuff getting piled on top. Yep. So I'll just give a straight, straight answer of yes. Yes. Me. 
Uh, probably. If you want your questions answered, please email bearquestions at gmail.com. Just for God's sake, don't listen to the answers, because we are complete and utter sandwiches. But if you want your question answered, please email barequestions at gmail.com. That's it, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the episode. Tune in next time when I'm sure we'll have more idiocy and just, you know, non-sequiturs for you. I don't even know what that means. I'll look up non-sequiturs next time so I have an answer to that. Something to look forward to. Okay, take care, be safe, stay inside, and as always, I don't have a catchphrase yet. Thank you. Goodbye. Bear questions, but bear questions, but 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 no bear questions, because it's bear questions, not bear questions. We only answer bear questions. Welcome back to Ski Pigeon. We've got the world champion coming up, Nikonen, who's going to be flying down here pretty soon, and uh, we're going to see what he can do. A lot of excitement here in this cramped commentary box. And here he comes now. Oh, it's looking like a fantastic jump. He's up. The birds have been released. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. That's unbelievable. Nikonen here. Possibly broken a record of some sort. Fantastic stuff here in the finale of the 2024 Ski Pigeon final. We're going to cross over now to Jim, who's currently covering the cross-country skiing. Jim, are you there? I certainly am, Jim, and it's as you expect. It's been utter carnage on the cross-country skiing today. We've still got three left. Uh, we had 30 at the beginning. Uh, Johnson, the American, is still in the lead, and he's looking at a strong big for the title here. Definitely, definitely going to be playing. Oh, no, no, that's the end. That's the end, Jim. Um, yep, short-lived. Uh, let's pass over now to Jim, who's watching the boxing. Jim, are you there? Thanks, Jim. Yes, I'm here watching potentially one of the greatest bouts in boxing history. Uh, we've had the 12 rounds of boxing. We've had the five rounds of weapons. And now we're going into the 18th round where both competitors are looking to get their gloves on as soon as possible. We've got Deontay Wilder in the blue shorts. And he is furiously trying to get those gloves back on. He's absolutely riddled with stapler wounds. And on the other side of the ring in the red shorts is Tyson Fury and he is absolutely smothered in badger blood which was used quite ably and aptly by Deontay Wilder. Have you got any opinions about this Jim? Yeah you know checking on a coke it's uh it's one of them things where with the stapler Tyson's been really looking sharp at that recently but I've, I've got to give it to Deontay at the moment for me the way he's working those gloves it's uh, it's a finesse to it, you know. Um, I was speaking to some of his team beforehand, and they said in camp he's been eating with his gloves on. So every meal he's been having a knife and fork and been using his gloves to pick them up. I mean, what a mess that must be. But what a hero he's going to be tonight if he pulls this off. Yeah, I've just got to interrupt you there, Jim, uh, because it seems that Deontay Wilder has got them on now, and they're still trying to hit each other. This is fantastic entertainment in the first Danger Olympics. Thanks for joining us.